turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Keys to Applying Scripture, next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Hi, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Today, we have a message called Keys to Applying Scripture, focusing in on Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, passage familiar to many of us, where we're told that the scriptures are God-breathed, sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, what does that mean, and how do we apply these keys found here in Hebrews chapter 4? Well, that's the subject of our time today. Won't you join us? Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor now. Once again, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. It says here in verse 12, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give what? Account. You know, one of the things that happens as a pastor that sometimes can become you know, frustrating for, for me in my own personal life, but then also for individuals that you're constantly pouring into, is there's a, sometimes there's a disconnect between hearing the word and actually applying the word. Is there anybody in this room that's ever had that problem? You heard the word, but then getting it to, to be applied in your life, sometimes there's, there's, this, there's this process that we don't quite understand. And so this morning, I want to revisit something. I want to talk to you guys about the keys to applying the Scripture. Because it's not just for us to hear the Word. Hearing is not enough. When it comes to walking with God, that which you've heard, God wants it to be applied to our life. Because ultimately, this Bible, this holy canon of Scriptures, is like a mirror. It's like water. It's, it brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings health. And for us, the more that we apply it, the more that we see ourselves, the more we get washed, the more we get healed, the more we get delivered. And this is one of the main reasons why the devil, he fights us tooth and nail to stop reading the Bible, to call into question the Bible, to get out of the Bible, to get away from the Bible, anything to get away from the Scripture. And I think it's important that we realize, like the apostle is, is saying here, that the word of God, it is quick or it is alive. 
This Hebrew word, I mean, this Greek word, it simply means that it's, it's lively. That the word of God is active. That it's also, um, it is, it is the, the direct opposite of something, I like this, being dead. But a lot of times when we read the Bible, we, we, it, it can feel dead to us, but we don't realize that just because you don't feel something does not mean that it's not working. And for us as Christians, we have to see that the Word of God is quick or it is alive. It's lively. It's active in your life. The Word of God follows you. You'll be just minding your own business and a scripture just pop into your head. The word of God, this is how it, it, it's, it's, it's moving. And God, when the spirit of God is trying to get something across in your life, more times than not, he is going to bring reference to the scripture so that there's, there's true uh, validity to what's being communicated to you. So you know, wait a minute, this is authentic. God is really saying something. The Holy Spirit is moving on something. Why? And it's clear. Why? Because we can reference it in Scripture. And I think sometimes we have a hard time with this. We're looking for something that always makes us feel a certain way. But sometimes with the Word of God, it's not a matter of feeling. It's a matter of a knowing. And the activity that begins to take place in our lives, it begins to stir something up in us. It begins to settle us if we need to be settled. It begins to cut away in our lives. And so we have to realize that this Bible is not just some dead book. That when it's heralded, when it is preached and proclaimed, when it's taught, that something is being released and it becomes active in our life. And it's not just active from an external standpoint. It's active from an internal standpoint. It begins to work on us. You know, husbands in this room, when you fresh, first read that scripture that says, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might present, himself, present her to himself as a glorious bride. When you start reading that, I don't know about you, when I first read that, I was like, whoa, what's that mean? Well, the way Jesus loved his wife, he died. He laid down his life. Is that what he's trying to tell me? What? You start cross-referencing it. Can I have an amen? And, that thing, and it didn't go away. You read it and it doesn't go away. It's still there. It doesn't change. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. It didn't disappear. You can't use whiteout. And you know, ladies, you know, the first time you read this scripture that says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And you tried to shake it. You tried to, you know, use a different translation. But what happens is it's there and it's alive. It's active. It'll bother you. It'll trouble you. And it, and it troubles you until you align yourself with it. Until your hearing becomes action. And when hearing becomes action, there's, that's when you begin to experience a level of peace in your walk with Christ. And there's a settling in your spirit because now those words don't trouble you. When the Bible starts talking about fornication and you know that you're doing it. It's, it's alive. It bugs you. It's active. You can't shake it. You can go to the book of Psalms and try to camp out there. But, but, but he talks about righteousness over there too. Can I preach on this today? 
So what happens is the word of God, and it's a beautiful thing because God's word, what is he doing? He's trying to perfect us. He'll show us who we are through the word, and the word is alive. But then as he shows us, the word also begins to come in and clean us as we learn to apply that which we are hearing. And I think for some of us, we have to stop. When you stop doing the action, when you stop fornicating, when you read the word fornication, it doesn't have nothing to do with you. But what happens for us is we don't realize that God's not just into our hearing. He's into application. And we want to be people that enjoy this process. And it cannot, it's not always easy, but it's a beautiful thing when you start to see yourself being washed and cleansed and you start to see the word being applied in your life like you've never dreamed. Amen? And this is what we want. He says the word of God, he says, is, is alive. Or the word of God is living. And then he says powerful. Somebody say powerful. This Greek word is not like the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis is an inherent power that was in Christ that's given to the saints to cause us to overcome in our lives and cause us to do miraculous works and to do the powerful things in the name of God. But this particular word here, energes, it once again speaks of energy. He says the word of God is living, it's alive, but in it possesses energy, it's active. This word here, I like that it says it means to be engaged in work, capable of doing, active, powerful, effective. But this is the thing that really got me with this word. It says it means to be at work. This word, the word of God is is at work and it seems to have been used almost exclusively as medical terms referring to medical treatment and the influence of medicine. So when we think about the word of God, it is alive, it's active, but it's also medication for the soul. The more you get into the word of God, the more God begins to heal you, soothe you, comfort you, bring a rest. And even when he's convicting you, He's also healing you as you respond to his convicting word. And this is why the devil wants to keep you away from the scriptures. He doesn't want us to get healed. He doesn't want us to hear what God says. And most importantly, we don't want to, he doesn't want us to apply it. If we have ointment, if we, we get a scab or we, we get a rash and we have the medication there, but we don't rub it on the area, we never get healed. And this is the same thing that happens with us when we're walking with God. There's areas, maybe a pride or maybe a fear or various things that we may be dealing with in our personal lives. Or maybe we're on the top of the mountain and God's trying to confirm and reconfirm his blessing upon our lives. If we don't take the word and allow the word just to be rubbed into our system, if you will. We'll never find ourselves really being healed whether we're on the top or whether we're on the bottom. But we have to stop and we have to learn to apply it every day. Spend time to let the word work. And it's not a matter of how we feel. It's just a matter of we know, knowing what the word is doing, even when we don't feel anything happening. Oh, this is good. This is good right here. See, a lot of us want to shout when the word, we know it's hitting us right where we're at. 
But sometimes we just need to let the word be and do what it's been sent forth to do in our lives and stop worrying about how it makes you feel. Just continue to apply it and let it work because that's what's happening. And so he says it's, it's alive and it's powerful. It's medication. I want to get into the Bible and I want to enjoy reading the scripture. And I think that for me, saints, I'm going to tell you this preached all over the world. This is one of the main problems that we have in the body of Christ is biblical illiteracy. People don't take their time just to get into the word, but we'll read, you know, magazines all day. Application of the word. He says here, let's, let's look down here. He says it's sharper. He says living and powerful. He says in verse 12, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of the joints and of the marrow, and is a discerner of the very thoughts and intents of our what? Hearts. The word of God reveals the thoughts and intents of our heart. Because God is concerned about the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And God's word will expose you and, and I and help us to see why we're doing things. The motivation for why we're doing things. Why we signed up. Why we're involved. Why we want this. Why we come to church. The word of God is great because it's not just getting at the fruit. It's getting at the root. And for every single one of us here, the word of God, we have to let the word of God do what the word has been sent forth and ordained to do in our life. And that is to discern the very thoughts and intents of our heart. And then it says in verse 13, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to his eye, to the eyes of him to whom we must give what? Account. And so when it comes to our walk with Christ, there is going to be a time when we have to give account. And we should see ourselves as, as having accountability over us when it comes to our relationship with God. I'm accountable to God for how I'm pastoring this church. Not just to the people. Not just to the elders of this church. Not just to Pastor David. And the apostolic council of elders over our church. Not just to them. Ultimately, I'm accountable to God. And we have to make sure that we keep this in mind as we're growing. But the word of God helps me to find that, that, that good place in my walk with Christ. So that as I'm hearing what God's saying, I'm constantly allowing myself to apply into my life what he's saying. Now there's a couple things that we're going to do to help us to apply the word. And I think, uh, please write this down, saints, because we need to know how to apply. We, we've, we've heard so much word. Now it's time to take that which we've heard and allow it to be made manifest in our life because the word of God is powerful. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. And these are, are a few keys that are going to help us to get this thing going in us. 2 Timothy 4, verse 1 and 2. Apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says in verse 1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and at his, and at his kingdom. He says, preach the word. Somebody say, preach the word. He says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. He tells Timothy to convince to rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and what? Teaching. 
He says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound teaching, sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. He tells Timothy to fulfill his ministry. I think this is the first thing uh, that we have to be sensitive about when it comes to applying the word. We have to be sensitive about, about what we hear. Just write it down. What we hear. What we hear is important. It's very important. And I think as a pastor of the church, this is one of the things that, that I'm aspiring to see happen in our church continually. And, we, and we do, I think we do a pretty good job of this. We stick to the Word of God. We're always teaching the Bible around here. You go to all of our classes, it's all, it revolves around the Word. And it revolves around getting the Holy Spirit to help us the best that, that, that uh, when we need help to, 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 to make sure that we're rightly applying and and. And understanding the scripture. And, and we're just doing the best that we can to have a balance between the power of God's word and the power of God's spirit. But we have to be sensitive about what we hear. Because the wrong seeds can be planted in our hearts and in our minds. And if the wrong seed is planted, it begins to spring up something that is that's not pleasant in the sight of the Lord. And quite frankly, it does damage to other people. Apostle Paul, he sits there and he tells Timothy to preach the word. He tells him to preach the word. That's why in this pulpit, and some people may beg to differ with me, but you don't see me in here preaching politics. You don't see me in here, you know, preaching movies. I don't, I don't, I try to, I try to stick to, I want to preach the Bible. I want people to understand the Bible and what God is saying through his word. And I think it's so important that we develop an appetite for the Bible. Some people don't have an appetite for the Bible. You know, we're, we're so entertained out that we, you know, I mean, and this is one of the reasons why saints, and I'm just going to say this again, you guys know me. This is the reason why I don't put the scriptures on the screen. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I just want people to understand that all of us got to know how to wield this sword right here. Amen. And, and hey, listen, when I first came to Christ, I didn't know much about the Bible. But man, as I started hearing the word of God, I, it developed a, a, a hunger inside of me. And before long, I couldn't put this book down. I want everybody to, to say, man, I can't put this book down. I want to know my Bible. And so he tells Timothy to preach the word. And I think it's important that we get back to this, to preach in the Scripture, open up the Scripture, and break down passages of Scripture, help us to understand. What we hear is important. If I am not getting the Word in me, then I, can't, I, I will not have the Word applied in my life. He tells him to be ready in season, out of season. That means to preach the Word when it's convenient, when it's not convenient. When you feel like it, when you don't feel like it. When it's popular, when it's not popular. When they hate on you, keep on preaching. When they lie on you, keep on preaching. When they talk about you, keep on preaching. When they fire you, keep on preaching. Can I have an amen? This is what happens. We learn to value the Scripture and do it in season and out of season. That this is just what we do. Well, Pastor, I like reading some other books too. Well, praise the Lord, but keep on reading your Bible too. Amen? We have to make sure that we're sensitive about this. He says convince. He says rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and teaching. 
And so this tells me that I have an obligation, and we have an obligation as we're hearing the word, not just to gather for ourselves messages that make us feel comfortable. Because sometimes when the word of God is being preached, you're going to feel convincing or conviction. This Greek word means conviction. It means sometimes we're going to get rebuked. Sometimes we're going to get exhorted. Sometimes we're going to, and he says to do this with all long suffering and teaching. That means to keep on banging away and banging away and banging away. And it might be not, it might not be popular, but just keep on hammering away and continue to teach, to teach people. Why? So that the right thing can be planted within a person's heart so they can take that next step towards application. The problem that we have in today's age is that saints, people don't have an appetite for the word. He tells them and he goes down, he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. I don't want to hear anything like that. Quit preaching on that. I'm tired of that. I don't want to hear that. Tell me something that's going to make me, lift me up. I had a bad week. Well, maybe it's your fault you had a bad week. And God's trying to give the word so you can change some things so you can have a good week. Can I have an amen? But we, we don't tend to do that. And we have to stop and, and let the word of God speak to us. People are now gathering teachers that want to tickle them and make them feel good. And everything's all comfy. Let's be comfy. Come on, let's cuddle. You know, it's not, a, there's a place for cuddling, but there's not, then there's a place for God to convict me and to rebuke me and to change me and to get my mind right so that I can, but what happens is if I'm not the type of person that wants to hear the right thing, then the right thing is not sown in my life. An application becomes the wrong kind of application. And I just want to say this to everyone here that's even watching, that's watching over television and, and, and streaming. Let me say this. Stop trying to find somebody that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. Demand that the pulpit give you the word of God. Can I have an amen? We got to get back to this. Man, I'm not listening to that. I want the Bible. Give me the Bible. Amen. And so this is point number one. I have to be sensitive about what I hear. What I hear is important. If I'm going to apply, I need the right thing to apply, and that's the Word of God. Amen? Go to Luke chapter 8. Look at this. Let's take a look here at verse 16. It says here, it says, No one, listen to Jesus, No one when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand. That those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. Nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. But look at verse 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Just underline that. How you hear. So we want to be sensitive about what we're hearing. But now we want to be sensitive about how we're hearing. And this is important. We're going to see as we look at this verse, how we're hearing is important. If I, there's no way I can apply God's word and the truth of God's word if I'm hearing wrong. 
or I'm hearing with the wrong attitude. Look what he says. Take heed, therefore. He says, therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And, and to whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, he says, will be taken from him. And this is what I said the other day in, in the Bible study. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And so what happens for all of us, we have to take heed how we hear. And what he's basically saying is, is this. If we're hearing wrong, then more won't be given to us. And that which we do have will ultimately be taken away from us. But if we hear right, more will be poured out to us. And so for us, we have to make sure that our hearing is right. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on his truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.